Welcome to the Damn Woods Wednesday Guest Podcast. I've got Trev. Trev, from the land of Mary. Land of Mary. I've survived yeah. the winter. He has. He's made it through a, har- a harsh <laughs> winter. It was, uh, you know, climate. A pilgrim's winter, <laughs> a pilgrim's they call it. Out here in the mid-Atlantic. <laughs> Christ on sale. So it's been a while since we've had you on, and obviously you're up to no good uh, filming things. Uh, doing what I can. Doing what I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving slowly. I just posted a, a, um, an update on Old Haunts. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone that's not familiar, this is like the biggest project uh, that I've done myself and with my group of uh, colleagues. Um, we're like we're trying to make it look legit, <laughs> so we're taking our time. Um, we we're hoping to get back into it in the fall. We haven't done much now due to scheduling, but in the fall, and I'm we're hoping to continue shooting. And I'd like to see the finished project before the new year so stay tuned stay tuned for that very cool so what's uh what's this one about what's the deal what is the deal with this new one <laughs> what's the deal with this short film um it's it's difficult to explain it's like a so my friend we'll link the trailer in the notes oh yeah obviously yeah, yeah. um the the premise is taken from um a series of short stories that my friend al and i um al has done poster work for my movies in the past. He's a friend of yeah, mine. Yeah. Um, shout out to Al. Yeah, shout out to Al. Uh, we years ago we've been writing like a bunch of short stories that have all been interlinked in the same kind of science fiction universe. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the Commander Ford universe, <laughs> not the Commander Ford universe. Although <laughs> we, I could definitely stretch it into the same universe. I could pull a Stephen King and be like, "Oh, actually, it's all related." But you know, I could do that. Um, but this is taken. It's we call it Space Noir. Uh, corny, a corny learn. name, corny name. But um, essentially, it's like 200 years in the future, and. Um, there's there's deep history. We've pretty much been writing the history of this whole universe for the past four or five years, and this is the first time. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And this is the first time where I've been like, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can make something, uh, make one of them moving pictures out of this. So it, mm-hmm. it follows ex Baltimore police detective Jack Harris uh, in the year two hundred or two thousand two hundred twenty four, um, and he gets a phone call from an old friend of his, Eileen who is on the eastern shore of Maryland. And um, he's got to go and help her solve this murder that unlocks a series of intertwining conspiracies involving them and a a huge government entity known as the Federation of Justice. Um, Hey. So it's... I'm fucking... I'm in. It's very cool. It's pretty cool. It's it's like a gritty kind of um, gritty noir crime movie detective flick, you know, hard-boiled detective uh mm-hmm. jack harris is a real clint eastwood type that's what i told my actor uh shout out nice. to joe <laughs> usual usual joe and i was like just channel clint just channel clint you know so he talks real, he talks real slow and he's like you know I, i'm jack harris you know I, you know so you just say that constantly <laughs> that's like a running joke because we have this uh he I, I i made a point to have the most smoking possible in my film um that's excellent so uh, we've bought these these prop cigarettes called honey rose <clears throat> and um they're just like 
they taste like tea. There's no tobacco. There's no nicotine in them or anything. Um, it's what they use for like Mad Men. You know, they're stage cigarettes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you can just I you did can not just know that was them. a thing. I yeah, thought so, people were just fucking smoking like real oh heroes. God, no, dude, be vomiting on set. <laughs> like take ten. I mean, All right, light another one up. You're a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's what we were doing. <laughs> We were doing yeah, in yeah. movies, we were smoking real cigarettes, <laughs> but it got to the point okay. where it was like, maybe we shouldn't. And so I looked into this and I was like, oh yeah, eight bucks. I can just get two packs of these uh, fake herbal cigarettes. And so he's just blasting cigs the whole movie. Like I wanted every shot that Jack Harris was in for him to just be ripping one. So that's excellent. Yeah. So there's like a, a joke where he's always... Um, Jack Harris, I got this voice because this is all I do. You know, <laughs> just uh, just yeah. blasted cigs all day. <laughs> <laughs> blasted cigs. So it, it's a God it's a fun project. It. We're having a good time. Um, good. And but we're moving slow because usually I've with like previous projects, I've kind of like rushed myself. You know, because it's mm-hmm. like I just want to get this done. You know, want to put this out there. But this time, taking it easy, taking it slow long shoots we're taking time to really light the scenes um if you watch the trailer you can see how focused we are on the lighting like i'm a super visual guy so like i'm really focusing on lighting the characters and lighting the scene up so should cool. be cool should be cool I'm, I'm proud of what we got oh. so far and every time we do a shoot i walk away even more proud so i'm looking That's awesome, i'm looking man. forward to it because <laughs> i don't know Very how cool. it's gonna turn out it's good so it's always a surprise Hey man, that's fucking rad. You're out making something. Yeah, dude. That's that's pretty fun. You had um I think in the in the between like last time you were on and now you've like you wanna didn't you win like a film festival award or something? Uh or you were featured in a film festival? I'm trying to remember. Um yeah, so one of your shorts, right? Yeah, one of, so the short my short uh Sunday was featured yeah. in the in a local film festival here. It didn't make any other big circuits, but we played it here. People saw it. That's all I care about. Um, and I've oh, recently yeah. just uh, I recently just un well, I guess unprivated the link, made it public, republic. I public. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I made the video uh-huh. public, so now so now people can watch the short film. <laughs> um, so Thank if, God. yeah, so if you want to, if anyone wants to watch it, um, it's on my Vimeo page. Uh, it was just oh, it was a fucking it was a cool thing that we did in like Vimeo page. I know, dude. I'm a, the elite filmmaking society in in Vimeo dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's a cool little thing that we did in like four hours one night. Uh, it's about like after the murder. So you know, mm-hmm. instead of the story being building up to the murder, I wanted to see if we could tell the story of what happens after these guys kill sure. someone. So it's just. It opens up with one of two characters coming back from just having killed someone, and they just talk about how they feel and what's going to happen and like their anxieties and their insecurities about the that's, crime. It's really dark. It's fucking. It's really. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, you know, being insecure about the murder you just committed sounds like an exciting time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's very cool. Fucking rad, man. Um. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been an exciting time. It's good you're still working on stuff. Good you're still getting stuff out there. Um, yeah, I gotta keep myself sane, you know. It's, it's highly accurate. <laughs> um, we've uh, we've been in a mid we've been in a Nick Cage content drought, as we all know. I I've been since feeling the last it. 
I've been feeling it. And uh, he's it's it's you know every year there's a season where Nick Cage has not released a movie, and then the end of that season he releases fifteen of them. It's because the IRS gets on him and they're like, "Hey, dude, you're behind eighty million dollars. <laughs> you gotta make this up." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. He sells a fucking he sells a dinosaur skull. Never here. <laughs> he would never sell a dinosaur skull. No, he loves dinosaur skulls. Are you saying that I need to sell one of my priceless ancient Aztec artifacts that I that I have <laughs> as a paperweight in my living room? <laughs> That's out of the question. It's legitimately, like a big fucking like a hundred pound stone wheel that he lifts up <laughs> yeah. to keep like out of the question. two magazines Completely down. Out of the question. I'll just do 30 more movies. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I'll just make some more movies that look like other movies, but very, very badly done. He just calls up his agent and he's like, does anybody want me? I'll work for anyone. I don't care. It's just like two Fuck guys it. are like, hey, let's just see if we can get Nick Cage for this. And then somehow he's like, yeah, I'll do it. They're like, oh, what? Done. Oh, shit. He's was- just there. Yeah. He's just on set <laughs> drinking a coffee. <laughs> When do we start? Uh, did someone call him already? Nope. <laughs> He's, I think he lives here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has Nick any other Cage place keeps to go. He's an apartment in studio. He's like the fucking Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. He's like the, it. the night shift, the night staff, like security guards get spooked because he accidentally knocks something over when he's stumbling to the bathroom. And they're like, oh my God. That building's haunted. It's just drunk <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage. They think it's an actual ghost. <laughs> I, I put my coffee cup down and then it just disappeared. And it's just it Nick, Nick just took it and he's drinking it. <laughs> he's drinking coffee. <laughs> Three in the morning, wandering around set. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, no, we are all we are all feeling the the drought, but uh, we do have. Thankfully, I we talked a little bit before this about the the upcoming Nick Cage movies that we will definitely be covering on the show. Thank God. Uh, Inject it straight into my veins. Yeah, that is definitely the HP Lovecraft story, a color out of space. (laughs) Which you were, you were telling me about before we started recording, you were telling me about it and I am extremely excited because it's going to be, I mean, because no one's done, no one's done Lovecraft, right? You know? And I feel like the only way to do Lovecraft correctly is to put Nick Cage in it. You know, honestly, that might actually be true. <laughs> like, joking aside, that may be a real thing. I mean, honestly. <laughs> by, uh, completely by accident. Yeah, exactly. Like, it might be a real thing. And who knows? Maybe Lovecraft uh, saw that coming. And he was like, he's like, saw into the future. And he said, I need Nick Cage to be in any film adaptations of my work. Yeah. I mean, he was a Lovecraft, weird dude. So. like, on his deathbed was busy alternating between being confusingly racist and well, you know his cat's like name was nick cage nicholas cage that's very true that is true <laughs> it definitely wasn't something else it's not something else it's actually nick cage it's weird <laughs> um yeah lovecraft's having prophetic visions of fucking nicholas cage starring in all of his works <laughs> that would actually be kind of fantastic i think um, i think these directors that are trying to utilize nick cage they need to they need to watch Mandy and like they need to watch like, like Mandy yeah. and like Raising Arizona and they need to um, they need to understand bad bad lieutenant yeah they need to understand that he's a beast that needs to be tamed you can't like you have to 
you have to understand how to tame the beast. You can't just go in there. It's true. And I think like, you know, the Coen brothers and uh, whoever directed Mandy, I don't know, but um, I yeah. think they, under- it wasn't they understood. That, that fucking Panos Cosmatos guy it was or whatever. Panos. Pano- you have to- how could I forget a name like Panos? But yeah. They, un- just, they understood. They understood how to, how to like, tame the beast. As I was saying it, I was like, did I make that name up? Oh, no, because it instantly clicked. I was like, that's yeah. right. It was that weird-ass dude. Yeah. Oh, he's not even a weird guy. He's just got a weird name. He's got a weird name. Like, and I, he's made two very strange movies. Oh, yeah. Panos Cosmatos. Yeah. He knows Thanks, how guy. to. He knows how to direct Nick Cage. He knows how to tame the beast. He does. He he did a great job of making like letting Nick Cage, like he let Nick Cage have the amount of like character control that Nick Cage wants, which is apparently a lot. Yeah, because he's like a legit actor. He like draws from yeah. Shakespeare and stuff like that. Like he's classically trained. <laughs> like listeners, if you have not like watched Nick Cage's interviews where he talks about like thing movies he's worked on, it's amazing. Are, like, it's life changing. <laughs> It's it will change how you see him. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, you're not just a crank. You you believe every in everything you're making. Yeah, even these IRS movies, he believes yeah. in. Yeah, he puts one hundred percent. You can whole tell he, he never fucking half asses it. Oh no, that's the thing. There may be bad Nick Cage movies, but Nick Cage always brings his A game. Like you can't deny him that. Like he is always on to no. on top in control. You know. Yeah, he's never phoning it in. He's always Nick Cage on set, living in the rafters with a mask. <laughs> exactly. Just shrouded in shadows and a cloak and swinging <laughs> on ropes. Yeah. Uh, man, there's... I, I'm, like, think, I'm considering, like, old, old, movie, old stories, like Lovecraft-era pulp stories. And, like, <clears throat> the guy who wrote Conan, Conan... Mm-hmm. Uh, of the Barbarian. Of course, you know. not uh, um, Robert Howard. I'm picturing, like, Nick Cage as a Robert Howard character, and it's, like, a fantastic idea in my head. <laughs> like, I I feel like Nick Cage has been underutilized as the fantasy archetypal hero. God, that... And uh, I want, I see be that, terrifying. Now I want to see him as a Phantom of the Opera. I, like, yeah. I want to see that movie now. Can you imagine, like, when he honestly, brings, like, when when the Phantom brings the the woman to his like his his la- yeah his underground lair with all the candles, and he's like in the rowboat? Can you imagine Nick Cage just being in there? I'm, I'm picturing it, and it's fantastic. Like he, the half masked wouldn't even you'd have to cover up his whole face because everyone would you immediately would know, and it would just be they'd be like, oh, it's Nicholas fucking Cage. <laughs> And he's making a stupid fucking face. Yeah, it has to be. That needs to happen. At Hollywood. Yeah. Where are you on yeah, this one? Yeah, dear Hollywood, listen to us. This is the best idea we've ever, <laughs> like, anyone has ever had for Nick Cage. This is going to make um, him a star. Also, listeners, I mean, you've probably, if you listen to the show, you've probably watched Mandy. You've probably watched oh, yeah. other Nick Cage flicks. Uh, but if you have not watched Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, it is legitimately insane. Like, it is Nick Cage at 11, like, pretending to do cocaine, quote, air quotes, pretending. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what was that? Uh, was it, um, is that the one where he got in trouble for that? I, I, don't, I don't think he got in trouble. I, I think, I like, vaguely I think remember he something. yelled at the director. 
I vaguely remember. I think it was in that in that video that we were just talking about his interview where he bl- talks yeah. about his movies, where he said so yeah, he yeah. said something about doing like quote fake cocaine, but yeah, then movie freaking set cocaine, yeah, and then freaking the fuck out, and yeah, and to get into character, yeah, to get into character. But then he got like yeah, he got yelled at and was like, stop doing yeah. this. They were like, everyone was like, please, please calm down, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> You have like an intern PA with like a chair and a whip, like an old fashioned lion tamer. Like, <laughs> like, just outside Nick Cage's office. Yeah, they're, dressing they're trying, room, they're trying to hurt him on the set, and he's like, All right. <laughs> Getting into character, freaking everybody out. And then <laughs> the PA. Shoving people into fucking walls. The PA's trying to hurt him onto the correct set. <laughs> Nick Cage pretending to be a, like a crooked cop on. <laughs> Tons of coke stumbling into the wrong set is like the best image. Just like a fucking rom com is filming next door. Nick Cage barrels through. Oh, so sorry, Fights sorry. Fights an actor. Oh, I'm in the wrong spot. I'm sorry. It just stumbles out, and no one can be mad because they're just like, yeah, we knew, we knew exactly what was going to happen. You think, like, his agent and has to go and talk to these filmmakers? Like, listen, oh, this is yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> you have to sign this release form saying you're There's not going to sue. There's a waiver, a Nick Cage <laughs> waiver. a Cage waiver. For legality purposes. Oh, God. I feel like every oh. time on the show we just go on, like, a ten-minute Nick Cage tangent. Just talking about Look, our, our Nick Cage headcanons. <laughs> Nick Cage fantasies. Uh, yeah, no... I mean, honestly, that's a, there's, that's, there's that's a, a good strong chance it is Nick Cage fantasies. Uh, Nick Cage fantasies. If that's out there now, if you want that one, anybody, that's free. <laughs> Just credit credit the show. Link both of our twitters. Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it! But no, like I, I I feel like there's at least three people we've had on who would do, like it's e- equally like equally likely that this would happen with because all of us like Nick Cage. That's the thing. We're like, oh, yeah, he's fucking, he's a fun, fun actor. These movies are god-awful, but, man, he's great in them. And uh, then it's ten minutes of, like, like the first time Oz and I talked about a Nick Cage flick was that fucking um, National Treasure. <laughs> which which is a National episode, Treasure, by the way. Huh? National Treasure oh. is a National Treasure. It, it definitely 100% is. <laughs> that episode, we were both drunk. Like you do. And we were, I'm fairly certain this that was recorded during an active shooter incident on the campus. Oh my god. Like there was a gunman roaming the campus, and we were just like, whatever. <laughs> National <laughs> treasure, fuck it. National, that's why we were like, so we were in Oz, I remember we were in Oz's, like, in the newspaper he worked at, mm. we were in his office... With, like, both doors locked and all the lights out, yelling, like, doing the Nick Cage impression <laughs> at each other, just fucking whiskey drunk. <laughs> and uh, that's a little, little <laughs> how the recording process works sometimes. Sometimes everyone. you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta, like, just disregard all the safety rules about the fucking active shooter because you are on a roll with these Nick Cage jokes. <laughs> The active shooter comes in. You guys talking about National Treasure? I love that movie. I fucking love National <laughs> Treasure. <laughs> the movie's fantastic. <laughs> and that's how oh, you save hundreds of lives. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's the story. <laughs> Anywho. God. Fuck. Fucking Nick Cage. All right. To get, either way, I'm excited for the potential Lovecraft movie with Nick Cage, like, based purely on the fact that it's a Nick Cage movie, and oh, I like yeah. Lovecraft stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Cosmic horror is real fun, but they do historically fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I I do, um, I do definitely think if they take a note from uh, uh, Mr. Cosmatos, respectively, I, then... Man, fucking put him on as the director. Yeah, dude. Screw it. Throw him just on Just fuck it. Just like, can you imagine just a bunch of movies that are just Nick Cage and Panos Cosmatos? Honestly, I, I would love if Panos and Nick Cage got together as like that partnership. Because you know, every act, there's always there's there's always a good actor director dynamic. You know, you have like yeah. Martin Scorsese and and you know Leonardo and Robert De Niro. Sure. You know, and all those guys. Yeah. And then you have like Spielberg and Tom Hanks. You know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not Panos and Nick Cage? Why not? That's like the perfect mix. Why not Panos? Yeah, come on, Panos and Nick Cage, please become the duo that we all know you're capable of being. Beyond capable of being, they can. They're, God. they're what this world needs right now. It's true. That's <laughs> that. You know, in a nation that is currently splitting itself apart, <laughs> we can all be united by Panos and Nick it, Cage. Our, yeah, our, our common love for these fantastic artists. <laughs> um, Nick Cage, who's like, has supervillain spending habits and Panos Cosmatos. Oh my God, who he is really probably does. Just, I mean, he does. Like, that's why he does these movies. Oh um, and that's why he's like, fucking Nick Cage buys an island, you know? Things like that have happened. And you're like, <laughs> I guess, man. His, go get him. Three pyramid mausoleums. That he has yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, I need to find that article that's to throw grave robbers off the trail. Exactly. I need to find that article that just lists all the stupid bullshit that he's bought. <laughs> it, it's so fantastic. Um. Anyway, that'll be exciting. I'm I'm thrilled. Obviously, like we've listeners. If you know of any, if listeners, if you know of any Lovecrafty movies that have been made that don't suck, and I've seen a lot of them. Feel free to hit us up with those because, like, I would like to see if maybe there is one that isn't terrible. Now, or at least, like, you know? When you say, like, Lovecraft, definitely mean, like, um, strictly based off his work. Because, like, we, we were talking yeah, yeah. earlier, like, there's there's movies that have inspired, that, like, have been inspired by his work and taken yeah, his. Yeah. But, and they usually work out pretty well. Right, like, yeah. The Void. Yeah, The Void. John Carpenter movies. Anything, yeah, anything John Carpenter does. But any time that they do 100% Lovecraft, it just seems to fall flat. It has, it has historically shit the bed. Right. Um, there was one that they made, like, a, like some small company, like a small team made, like, a, a silent film one that wasn't bad. Hmm. Like, they made it in, like, 2011. Interesting. I need to be but more up to date like with... But it's still, a silent film. Yeah. I need to, I need to be more uh, well-read in Lovecraft. I haven't read any of his stuff. I'm just oh, I'm just fun. like familiar with him, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's got some good uh some good stories. So aside from Nick Cage, Lovecraft, all that shit going on, uh Trev, what do you watch lately? What have I watched lately? Um well, I actually just started that new Netflix series, The Boys. Have you heard of it? How is that? I, ju- I, have, I just I've started read the it. comic. 
Oh, you read the comic? Okay, cool. Because I, I, when I, when I brought this up to my buddy at work, he also mentioned that he read the uh, graphic novel, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I have not. I've never heard of it. Uh, I'm not really up on comics. Uh, it's fair, mostly because the town I live in. Uh, I didn't have a comic book shop growing up, so. Right. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard. I'm not really in on on the comic book scene, but I heard it, everyone tells me the comic book's amazing. But mm-hmm. the show, dude, I doesn't disappoint. Uh, it lived up. Every, cool. Yeah, it's. I've only. I'm only one episode in, so obviously mm-hmm. take this with a grain of salt. But I. I'm already enjoying it. Cool. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of jazzed to watch it. I thought. I thought it was. I knew it was going to be good. When as soon as. The the very first slide is of course like the rating system like what is it the you know the TVMA or whatever and then it tells you yeah. why it's rated the way it is. Eight things came up. It was like intense violence, uh, extreme nudity, uh, excessive drug use, and like all this stuff. And I was like, holy shit! I've never seen this many things. There's there's so many it, and they're good <laughs> and I think it hit at least majority of them in the first episode too so and it's I like fucking it's it's cool it's uh it's rad yeah I'm looking forward to watching the whole thing that's what we call overachieving really oh yeah dude oh yeah dude um yeah I'm 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 probably gonna watch through that um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of things we've I've gone through that I've we've not really wanted to do entire episodes on because they don't really warrant it mm. and. uh it's wild because like most of the stuff I watch is now for the show, but yeah. uh, the new Hellboy. Oh is, Jesus! Uh, I'm sorry you watched let that. Me, <laughs> you know, here's I have a thought. Just one. And that thought is no, it's not just <laughs> one. It's a number of them. As someone who has read at this point the bulk of BPRD and Hellboy and the related comics. I like it made my inner comic like nerd go, you know, Um, because they they do some things where they introduce a character who who is not who's from a different part of the comic who has never really interfaced with Hellboy or anything like that. And I'm just like, that's not mm, no. You mean like you mean like forced fan service or something? It's no, it's like they were like, what other characters do they have that aren't Abe Sapien? Because I think they're making an Abe Sapien movie. Huh. And that that isn't the one that Del Toro made, which was Abe Sapien gets laid. Um, <clears throat> All of this is information I have no idea about. <laughs> uh, Del Toro's fucking Fishman movie. The recent one? Yeah. Like oh, Shape, year? Of, Shape of Water? That's like, that is... That's the that's it's real hard for anyone who's read anything about Abe Sapien or Hellboy or anything like it to go to you know if you if you see it you're like that's an Abe Sapien movie. What's um you made an Abe Sapien what's, movie? What's, oh my what's god! What's Abe Sapien? Because I'm very I'm Abe, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to this stuff. Oh, Abe Sapien is a popular character from Hellboy and BPRD. Oh, it's a character. Um, I thought that was like a series of comics. Oh, okay. Well, it is, it is a series of comics as well. Oh, I got it. I got you. Um, he has his own solo series. Anyway, he's in... Um, have you seen the old Hellboy movies? Um, not in its, like, entirety. Okay. I might remember the guy who, who was... Okay. He was voiced by fucking David Hyde Pierce in the first movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I also yeah. know why... <laughs> 
everyone yeah. says that Shape of Water is yep, yep, yep. So uh, I, I, I think the studios are working on an Ape Sapien flick. Uh, the the Hellboy movie was not super successful, and it's I would say it's as good. It's between quality levels between the first Hellboy movie and the second Hellboy movie. Hmm. It's not perfect. But, like, if you went in not knowing anything about Hellboy beyond, like, Hellboy, he's Hellboy, right. he shoots the bad guys, you'd be like, this is an okay action movie. Action fantasy. Um, on those terms, it's, it's super watchable. It's not great, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, like, if you're, like, if you're real into the character. So it's like, it's like... They didn't. It's they didn't. Ex- they didn't exceed at really any. Mm-mm. They didn't exceed to impress the comic book fans, and they didn't exceed to impress the action movie fans. So they just kind of fell flat on their faces. Yeah, they they half-assed both of it a little bit, but there was it was it was. I would say, like it's it's like it's you know rental fodder. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, you gotta fill that red to watch. box up. Yeah, I mean, bap. Yeah, or whatever, that makes whatever sense. your your chosen method of of acquiring films is. Um, I was yeah, I was not particularly impressed. But did you hate anyway, it? Though? I that's the thing is I didn't hate it. I was okay. like, this is because everything that like, I read about like I said, it, people just absolutely like tore it to pieces. Like hated hated it. So that's interesting. I I, su- I suppressed the comic book nerd uh, okay. instinct real hard. I was like, <laughs> let it let it let alone. Just let it go. Sometimes Let I have to, sometimes I have to do that with like just movies in general where it's like oh I bet because like I because I've like read you know and obviously because I'm so interested in it like I've, yeah. I've read so deep into filmmaking and and have been like on the other side of production and stuff like that so it's hard for me not to like or like I can see edits sometimes so sometimes I have to step back oh, and yeah. just be like try to just enjoy something. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> try to try to experience a feeling of joy for 10 <laughs> seconds. I, uh, yeah, God, I understand. Goddamn monster. Just have fun, you idiot. Just, just have fun. Um, you know, when I was, it was funny, is like the only time when I've been media employed doing stuff when it was when I was doing commercials, uh, production and voice and whatever. Mm. I was, uh, it was always like, you could spot your own work and you could spot other people's work very easily. Oh yeah. Like you do, I mean, you do TV production, you know. Yeah, I know. know. Yeah, we, everyone's got, you know, their own style. You can just pick them out. Yeah. So there's like definitely moments where you're like, you fucking amateur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I just... And I, I think we were going to, um, that actually reminds me, because I think uh, I saw that new Ari Aster movie, Midsummer, and they did oh, yeah. some cheesy-ass effect that immediately took me out of the movie, because I know that I could just do that at my house. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't, no. like, don't want to see something in a movie that cost however many million dollars. I don't want to see something that I could do in an afternoon, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, yeah. Can I find a YouTube tutorial to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just stuff like that. I don't yeah, know that's fair, mean. man. Um, how was spoiler free on Midsummer because I haven't seen it yet? How yeah, was I'm not it? gonna. I don't want to spoil anything. I won't spoil anything. Um, although, have you seen Hereditary? 
I have not. Okay, well, that's another good one. So, okay, I would recommend both of Ari Aster movies, Ari Aster's movies, okay. uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. Both cool. of them very similar in tone and and pacing and feel, but two completely different movies. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they're that's yeah, fair. they're very they're very alike, but very different, and they're both really good. Like he's. He's cool. one of the, he's one of the best out there right now. Very cool. I am uh, I am kind of jazzed. Um, so Do a double, I guess double the, feature the, one night. Yeah, yeah. That's when uh, whenever that comes out, I will probably do that. Um. So obviously the next one, the the big one is we 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 talked a little bit before this. Uh, you saw Tarantino's new flick, and you are historically like a Tarantino guy, right? I I am. Um. Yeah, I do. I do love Tarantino. I'm not. I try, or at mm-hmm. least I try not to be obnoxious about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I actually got a text the other day um, from a friend of mine from college. Uh, she had just seen it, and she was like, "I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," and a lot of it reminded me of like your aesthetic and your whatever. And I was like, "Oh God, okay." Oh no. Because I mean, I was like, okay, because uh, I didn't really like the movie all that much, but. I kind of felt really ashamed about it because <laughs> me and my buddy left the theater and we were just like, it was okay, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it really hurt deep. It really hurt, Jake. <laughs> it's, Cause it I, happens. Because <laughs> when I do, when I, when I left Hateful Eight, when I left the theater yeah. for Hateful Eight, I was blown away and I couldn't wait to go see it again. And I saw it two days after. Like I was excited. Damn. Yeah, I love that movie. I love Hateful Eight, and I'm, I have never seen that. I'm really sad that no one's seen Hateful Eight because I think it's Tar- I think it was Tarantino's masterpiece, and like, okay. And now everyone's saying Hollywood is his masterpiece, but I guarantee you, those people either didn't go see Hateful Eight or thought Hateful Eight looked dumb or whatever, but because they don't like okay. westerns. But it's not a western. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a, a touchy movie. subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely not a western. Yeah, <laughs> hateful, hateful eight was hateful eight was good, and I didn't get the same feeling from <clears throat> from Hollywood that I did with hateful eight. Um, I I mentioned something. Uh, I've been talking about this movie, and I say mm-hmm. like he needs his old editor back. She died in two thousand ten, and his oh. his movies haven't been the same. Because I feel like she she was like this older woman, and I feel like she could just tell Quentin Tarantino, like, no, I'm not putting this in. You know what yeah, I that's mean? That's fucking stupid. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not doing that. It ruins the pacing of your film. I'm not putting this in. And he would be like, okay. And I think this new guy does not do that because there were plenty. Ah. There was plenty in in Hollywood that I felt could be chopped off. But I don't really want to say anymore because I might get sure. I might get into spoilers by accident. But I mean, like, here's the deal for the listeners. Spoilers from here on. If you have like extensive thoughts, feel free because I'm not going to see this movie until fucking it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. DVD, Jesus, <laughs> it's already outpaced to say DVD. I feel like I've I've I'm actually turning to dust as we speak. Oh god, <laughs> I did buy Good a Lord. DVD recently though. So, oh well, shit. There you go. I know. Um, okay, so I, I I would split Hollywood up into three parts. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously there's usually a three-act structure, but I, sure. I, I'm splitting this movie up by I really liked, and I really hated, and then I really liked again. 
because <laughs> I I had thoughts of walking out in the middle part. Wow. I know, I know. I hate to I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I literally was like, I could leave, and I would be. And I would feel like I wasn't missing anything. My buddy took a piss and came back and was like, what I miss? And it was the same characters. I was like, dude, nothing important. And he didn't get any, like, it. he didn't miss anything. That was the kind of thing that, I mean, like, could be oh. cut out, you know? A lot. That's a lot fucking brutal. Out. It was. But, God, dude, the first, the beginning and the end are amazing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's him at his best. And, of course, Brad Pitt and Leo are absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. They are fantastic actors. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt's character That's, alone uh, was just a, a blast. It like their di- their dynamic of like best friends. It was just an interesting look because they're like, I don't know. It was weird. Like Brad Pitt was like this loser guy compared to Leo's character, but Brad Pitt's character doesn't care. He's just living life, just hanging out with his friends, and it and it's just fun to watch Brad Pitt just be just a regular guy. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, isn't he? I'd recommend it's, it. I, I I'd recommend know. it to people, but okay, that's that's good at least, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's like Tarantino is like. I'm trying to think of what movies of his I haven't seen. And I think Hateful Eight and this are the only ones I haven't really seen at least once. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think I've only seen I've only seen the Kill Bills once. I've only seen Jackie Brown once. Yeah, I like those. Jackie Brown's a fun movie. Kill the Kill Bills were fun. Yeah, I, the Kill Bills. Honestly, I always forget feel, about them. Like, yeah, they're not like uh, past one time. They're not like I'm, they're not things I'd watch again. You know? Yeah, I I kind of don't want to watch them again, just because like I already have. I've already seen it once, so I kind of have that nostalgic yep. idea of what Kill Bill is. I kind of don't. That's fair, I man. Kind of don't want to go back. Don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, I'd say Jackie Brown is like a, a one you can rewatch. Oh yeah. I need to. I haven't seen it in a while, and um, actually, Hollywood like, you know, kind of did feel 90s. like Jackie Brown. So, oh, I did get and, and just from the era. Or? No, it's just from like the feel and the like the pacing of the movie felt okay. very similar to Jackie Brown. And there is actually a reference gotcha. to Jackie Brown in, in in this movie. Well, they go by the same God. airport wall that the intro sequence was done in. Good lord! Yeah, and I was like, ah, nice one, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did here. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I remember watching uh, Pulp Fiction as a children's, and uh, I told the story on Twitter, but this is like a, when I was 13 or 12, um, I had uh, a tenuous deal with my mom, and she would buy me whatever CD that I wanted, if I, if I, if she was like, hey, do you want want an album or something, and she would, if I was like, I, she would basically be the adult who needed to get the adult CD, the adult sticker CDs, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was Cypress Hill. It was the first rap album I ever owned. And that album has a song that samples Son of a Preacher Man. This is before I had seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. The song that samples Son of a Preacher Man is called Hits from the Bong. And it's a, it's a classic. I'll send it to you. I, I would. I early would like 90s hip hop. I dig it. I dig anyway. it. Anyway. I've heard some of their stuff. I. Enjoy it. They're fantastic. Um, but I, one, my, my, my folks rented Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and we were watching it together. How old were I you at the time? A, 12, 13. 12, 13. Gotcha. <laughs> Incredibly awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that whole movie. There's a lot of stuff at 1213 where you're just like, don't get it. Do not. I don't understand this. You just look don't over at your phone and here. Like sweating. Just yeah, so what 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 made the the thing that made me like have like a mini like freak out was when the opening of Son of a Preacher Man comes on in Pulp Fiction. It's the it's the same opening as Hits from the Bong. Mm-hmm. And my brain was immediately like so anxious that I was going to get caught for knowing the weed like enjoying and knowing a song about drugs. <laughs> That like I've like blanked the entire scene and it was like over in thirty seconds oh, because it clearly wasn't fucking you know hits from the bong yeah but I was like it's <laughs> like I could die at any moment <laughs> and that is like forever burned in my memory with Pulp Fiction you've watched just, it it's since funny and now. you still get the same I've watched it yeah. since and you're st- you're still just like. <laughs> 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 like I'm an adult, I don't worry about that at all. Yeah. Uh, but no. Oh wait. Uh, I'm not God. 13 anymore. I'm not 13, and I don't have to be terrified. <laughs> but it was like a legitimate moment where I was just like. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, no, like fucking in in Pulp Fiction, obviously, like I like I was a uh, fucking. I liked Pulp Fiction when I I saw it as an adult. All right. Years later, everybody. And I was like, everybody's been ranking. Pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Everybody's yeah. everybody's been ranking ranking their uh, Tarantino films. Oh dear. What would what would be your top? Like what would be uh, what would be your list? One like one to ten because he's almost at ten. So he's almost at ten. Fucking Jesus. His next one's going to be ten. Yeah, this was nine. Oh my god. So your top ten, your top ten favorite Quentin's. Uh, <laughs> of the ten. Of the ten available, right? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, oh God, they're fucking Kill Bill Part Three. Jesus. Wait, is that is that confirmed? Are you on his IMDb? Yeah, I looked at it. Uh, let's see. That's Star Director. Trek. <laughs> it's Star Trek. I'm very excited. It's Star Trek. Kill Bill Three is Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it's the Star Trek project. Kill Bill Three. <laughs> she goes to space. Yeah. Okay. So I would say. Reservoir Dogs is my favorite. Ooh, nice. I respect that. I respect I that. I like Reservoir Dogs I, a lot. Dude, I it love a- Reservoir Dogs. I've seen that so many times. Um, I'm going to... This is going to be out on, a, out on a limb. Death Proof is probably like the second favorite for me. Okay. This is already a unique I list. Really, I, like, I really liked it. I was like, this I, is fun. I like Grindhouse a lot. Like, I, I was like, I've watched that multiple times. I need to see <laughs> that. I, I, that's the one that I haven't seen by him. Um, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, um, The Kill Bills, uh, Django, and Inglorious Bastards. Those are the ones I've seen. I have not seen Hateful Eight of the new one yet, so. Okay. Um. What about you? Have you seen, you've seen, uh, yeah, Django, you said Django and Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Now, do you see what I mean with his editors? Mm -hmm. Because the last film that his old editor edited was, uh, Bastards. Inglorious. Yeah. Yeah. And Django and Hateful, and well, you haven't seen Hateful in um, Hollywood, but yeah, they yeah, not yet. Very similar, very similar. There's a there's a pattern. Okay. Um, so mine would okay. be mine would be Hateful number one. I think okay. I was blown away by that completely. Um, then I probably go go Reservoir Dogs. That's really high up there. Mm-hmm. Reservoir. That's a good one, man. I, it's it's fantastic. Um, 
because nothing really beats nothing can beat that dancing ear scene the ear the ear oh, scene God. is incredible the ear scene is i mean it's That's it's forever burned after you yeah. see it it's forever burned in your memory it's iconic um yeah i fucking i heard about that i i learned about that movie because of a fucking fun loving criminal song yeah <laughs> dude people just love the reference tarantino I mean, especially in the 90s, man. Oh, yeah, dude, when he was on fire. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, um, your, your list. Uh, I do love... I do love Django. I'd probably put, I'd put Django followed by um, Jackie Brown. Pulp, sure. Pulp Fiction, I just... I like it, but I, I always struggle where to put that in the list. Because it's never as low as I end up putting it, but it's never as high as it... I, it would sure. be a solid I mean, like, five for me, you know. It's a, that's fair. Like Pulp Fiction is a good movie. It's just like, at this point, everyone has seen it a thousand times, right? And I've seen so much references, so many references to it. Uh-huh. You know, it's been, and I I like it, it a, but it had it had cultural impact. It had a lot of cultural impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Kill Bills would probably be last, just because yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're not really. My all-time yeah, favorite. I, I like. I, said, I, I think. I've, I think. Oh, I didn't place this one. This one, Hollywood would be. Oh, okay. Hollywood would probably be under wherever Pulp Fiction was. Okay. That's I fair. wouldn't. I wouldn't place it all-time low because. Because I really enjoyed a lot of it, except for the middle thirty-five minutes right. <laughs> or whatever. Um, I will say as far as like story and screenplay uh fucking what's it called uh dust till dawn and natural oh killers are up there from dusk till dawn um, is fantastic i that's did a fantastic film i did the speaking of dusk till dawn um so i <laughs> work for i work for the i work for the local news here and i yeah. we did a story at a homeless shelter and <laughs> i was behind the camera and i'm setting the camera up and we're about to interview some guy and i noticed a bunch of homeless guys in the back behind me are watching from dusk till dawn. And I end up missing a lot of what I should have been videotaping. Cause I was just talking to them about how great that movie was. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean like, yeah, like true romance, natural born killers. Like he's, he's, he's got good writing credits as well, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, true romance is fucking a weird film. I need to watch his <laughs> written buys. I haven't seen his written buys except for, um, except for from Dust Till Dawn. So, uh, I would say honestly, if you're gonna fucking you know get in that Natural Born Killers True Romance, pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, yeah, that's on my list. Uh, that um, that ER episode though, come on, that did, episode. Yeah, he did write an ER episode. He did do that. Um, I. Man, so I didn't see Natural Born Killers when I was a kid. I didn't see it in the '90s. You know, I saw it as an adult, and I was like, you know, this is a this is a this is a good Woody Harrelson movie. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. <laughs> he's yeah. Oh, that's he's from. He's in the hell out have of you it. Seen, uh, do you watch Barry on HBO? I I have not seen Barry yet. I have been told to a number oh, of okay. times. Well, I'm going to tell you again to watch Barry. <laughs> but there's a okay. there's, there's a scene in Barry where they do. 
Because, you know, he's, you know, the That's premise. Bill Hader's show, right? Yeah, Bill Hader, yeah. So, you know, like, the premise is, like, he's a hitman that wants to be an actor, and he's taking an, act- okay. he's taking an acting class. And gotcha. one of the scenes in the acting class is a couple of his students do a scene from, I want to say it's one of those. I want to say it's um, uh, True Romance. Or, oh, God. Hold on. Which one is the, which is the one with, um... I'm blanking all over here. It happens. True Romance is the one with fucking, uh, who's, yeah, Christian, whatever the fuck. My brain. I did you say God damn it. <laughs> Natural Born uh, Killers and True Romance. There we go. There's True Romance. I was looking for the freaking page. Christian Slater and Dennis yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah. So I think yeah. Natural Born Killers is the one. Well, yeah, with Woody Harrelson. Okay, yeah, that is, yeah. Oh, what's the scene? Ah, maybe I'm... Dude, maybe I'm thinking of a completely different movie. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, Out of the no, park no, no, today. Gary Oldman! <laughs> the Gary Oldman one, dude. Gary Oldman. Oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely thinking of True Romance. So, yeah, they do a scene... Because okay. Gary Oldman is in it. And um, they do a scene. One of the guy plays Gary Oldman's character from, from True Romance <laughs> in Barry. And it's fantastic. I didn't know that they okay. were both written by Tarantino. Yeah, that's fucking wild as shit. Fucking Tarantino, man. Dude, Gary Oldman quit, in a Tarantino quit, movie. Gary, Why uh, Gary Oldman, real talk, put Gary Oldman in everything. Yeah, for real, dude. Why hasn't Tarantino brought him back? They must have some beef or something. They must have some beef. Also, Gary Oldman is fucking... That dude is wild as shit. I know, I know. Like... He's fantastic. I will say, if you, if you look at someone who movie. has fucking range, look at fucking Gary Oldman. Yeah, dude, that is a range. <laughs> you know who's a lot like Gary Oldman? Hmm. Um. Yeah, the guy from the guy that's in the lighthouse. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> the the, uh, the Green Goblin guy. The Green Goblin guy. Yeah, green- oh, fucking yeah, yeah, fucking uh, yeah, Green Goblin guy. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> How how is this happening? <laughs> Dude, what's going on? God damn. This is some weird gypsy curse. Yeah, no. We can't remember anyone's fucking <laughs> names. No names. He was in Antichrist. I know exactly Willem who you Defoe. mean. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. That yeah. man has fucking range. Gary Oldman and Willem Dafoe need to be in a buddy cop movie together. With, yeah, Tarantino directing. With Tarantino directing, yes. God, that was wild. I... Man. Norman Osborn, fictional supervillain, played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah, fictional until Willem Dafoe makes him <laughs> real. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, dude, he's he's honestly a gem. Uh, Listeners, <laughs> this lighthouse movie, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, go go watch the trailer for that shit, dude. I'm I'm so stoked for it. I ah, uh, god damn it! I've seen I didn't I've know. seen the trailer I, so I'm much. So God damn, I can't dude. Believe, I can't believe this glossed right over you. It just flew right over. Yeah, no, and, it, it didn't even fucking see it. it. That's fucking insane. I'm going to send that to Oz because he needs to fucking see that shit. Dude, I'm... Yeah, you guys you guys watched The Vivitch. The Vivitch We did. Dude, and dude, the, the, the Witch the was so atmospheric and eerie. Yeah. And this is it's like The Vivitch good. times 10, it looks like. It looks like The Vivitch plus Lovecraft. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a Which maritime is, horror... Sold. Like oh you saw yep. like the, that shot with the tentacles writhing, mm-hmm. oh god! And it's all four by three grayscale, 
and I love Ugh. I love the framing of a four by three shot, and I like that perfect square. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's exciting. It's very terrifying. Cool, man. Yeah, so that's well, that's coming I'm out go soon. Ahead and, yeah, yeah, that looks fucking terrifying. We'll li- we'll link that shit. That looks fucking nuts. Um, listeners, if you haven't seen that trailer, at least go fucking see that shit. That is, if you like the Vavitch, you know. I think that's potential. gonna be. That looks like the best uh, best movie of the year. I mean, I'm really excited for it. That's fair, man. That's I mean, like looking at I mean, you put Willem Dafoe in a movie, you know. Exactly, it's gonna be good. If only Robert Pattinson it, was played by, um, you know. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Directed by Panos Kasmatos. I tell me you wouldn't watch that immediately. <laughs> like, oh, no, that was a thing done. too, going back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And Midsummer, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a, a weird theme where uh like lately of mm-hmm. just people tripping out on strange drugs in movies. Yeah. Um Midsummer Midsummer did it and they did their own interpretation of like like a shrooms like shrooms okay and then of course yeah. mandy had the lsd yeah and um it's just it's interesting and and hollywood had uh a cigarette dipped in lsd so it's interesting to see different how different directors direct drug trip scenes um it was just because i've there's been so so yeah. well a weird amount of cases lately so that was just sure, something sure. I've noticed in the ether lately. Different interpretations uh, of tripping in films. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you can tell who has and who has not. Yeah, probably. That would make um, sense. Like, the Midsummer stuff looks like it. it's definitely someone who has done some suspicious drugs before. I wouldn't just be su- from the trailer. I would not be surprised if Ari Aster took shrooms in the woods in anticipation yeah. to direct the film because he seems like or, that or kind while of guy. directing the film <laughs> oh yeah God. <laughs> no and there's like definitely like there is a quality of like there's an interesting like if you can safely like if you have like a friend's house in in the relative isolation in the woods and you want to ever do that it is worth doing once at least that's what i've heard that's what I've heard. But uh, films is, like is, uh, Midsummer and... Uh, yeah, don't watch those. Don't watch any movie nah, that involves probably, a drug trip yeah. um, before you do it. Tarantino actually did it ex- pretty uniquely. Um, yeah. I'll throw up another another spoiler here thing here. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. Real, real quick. Boom. But mm-hmm. Spoilers. Because uh, at, at the end of the movie, when the Manson family does ultimately attack Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt has finished his acid dip cigarette and so he is peak performance <laughs> and, oh god <laughs> but tarantino instead of choosing to like warp the screen and kind of fake a trip it's literally just third person view brad pitt just acting like he's freaking out and it's That's fantastic it's, it was pretty great so he's like going like oh, whoa <laughs> you know like just moving thing moving his arm around and instead of like seeing like some weird graphic or weird special effect, it was just him in his house being a weirdo. <laughs> it was a, it was a charming scene. That's wonderful. All right, man. That's extremely tight. I think we've got a good a good a good read out of this one. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, dude. Always a pleasure. Uh, it was, it was glad a good to be time. glad to be back on here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're obviously keep us in the loop when you're doing your production stuff. We're glad to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, if you want to watch 
the short film Sunday. Um, yeah. It's only like five minutes long, so I'll throw that link to you. Yeah, shoot me the link and I'll put it up in the uh, the, the show notes. Cool stuff. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Everyone else, uh, take it easy. Check us out Friday. It's Friday, Thursday, and Monday. Hell yeah. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>